Why, hello there. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here today. And trust me, you're going to be glad you're here today because my guest today is fantastic. I am interviewing Lily from Lily Eats and Tells. She's actually a good friend of mine. We have communicated and networked on Instagram for years. And when she came out with her fourth cookbook called Planned, which just launched this June, and it focuses on how to simplify your weeks by like laying out goals and having meals set up and they're macro friendly and new recipes for like six week plans and like it makes it super easy for eating healthier with a plan. She is amazingly talented at making food flavorful healthy and big portions. That to me is what she's known for. My husband and I actually have her previous three cookbooks. I ordered her current one and I'm super excited for it. Like I said, when I saw it came out, I messaged her and said, I have to have you on the podcast because you are so talented when it comes to cooking delicious, healthy food. And so she agreed and I was like ecstatic because she is fantastic. She's super talented. Her business actually is really cool because It really evolved naturally. And that is the coolest thing to me about Instagram is that people, you know, everyday people can really shine. Their talents really come through and she is incredibly talented. So she used to run a photography business. So she got good at taking photos. And then she really got into macros and understanding macros and started making your meals. And she was just enjoying how much her meals were delicious and started taking pictures of them and grew this massive following on Instagram of 330,000 people. And then she self-published her own first cookbook in 2019, which blew up. That cookbook was called Lily Eats and Tells. And then she continued to publish three more books, which we have all four of her books. I ordered the planned book, the one that's gonna help with meal planning. And I adore all of them. I think they are fantastic. So I'm super excited to get her tips today. I'm excited for you to hear her tips today. Also, the beautiful thing about Lily is she has free stuff on her blog. Her Instagram is full of recipes. So it's not just about her cookbooks. She has lots of layers and ideas for you to get really killer, good, healthy, big portion food in your life. And if you learn something that's helpful, please don't forget to share the podcast with your friends on your social media, anywhere, just to tell people there is freedom in eating healthy. I think we imagine we have to have these bland, boring cups of rice on the side with a cup of this and then six ounces of meat. And I love that Lily's like, no, we're going to mix it up. And she gives ideas of how to mix it up, ideas of how to like kind of prep so you have multiple meals during the week. And I can honestly say from the very bottom of my heart, I know her stuff is good because I have all her cookbooks. So I'm excited for you to hear her. Don't forget to subscribe as well. It does help the podcast grow. And as always, don't forget to leave a review today. The review for today is also from Lynn H. A. L. C. It's called Thank You. Thank you for always being real and bringing inspiring info. I needed to hear you talk about stretching in a big way. My right hamstring has been bothering me for years, and I know that is time. I will be implementing pre-stretches and longer warm-ups, also stretching throughout the day. Thank you for the reminder, Lynn. Thank you, Lynn, for leaving the message. As you know, last week's episode was on stretching and mobility and why it matters. And I love to hear from you. So please leave a review. If you learn something in an episode that is helpful for you, please let me know. Because the truth is, while I would love to answer all my DMs, 
My DMs are cray-cray. Sometimes I'll have a thousand in a day. It's nuts. And I try to work through as many of them as I can, and I really work hard to answer them. But I see every single review. So if an episode helps you, please leave a review. If you have a topic you think would be interesting, please leave a review. I will read it. I love to hear from you guys, and that is an easy way to make sure that I do see it, even though I try to see everything that goes to my social media, or if you just email me directly, I always get all of those as well. And my email is in my social media. The email is andrea at deliciouslyfitandhealthy.com. And before we get into today's episode about healthy food, I do want to talk about a way that I have found that I want to share that has helped ease some of the stress and mental anxiety that I have in my life. I have mentioned multiple times that I have struggled with falling asleep at night. My mind tends to race at night. I tend to just struggle relaxing. And this is why when I found Soul CBD, I was super excited and asked them to sponsor the podcast because I truly, with all my heart, love their bedtime bestie gummies. I have the blueberry lemonade ones. I have one every single night. I easily calm and fall asleep. I don't have issues sleeping. I stay asleep. I don't wake up groggy. I feel fantastic. Soul CBD is triple lab tested. It has no THC. It's organically grown in the United States. I've been a massive fan of it. In fact, my neighbor, she has some kids with some learning disabilities, and they tend to have a hard time falling asleep at night as well. And I even let her borrow two of my sleepies. And she was like, I've been doing melatonin, but melatonin doesn't work great. And so she tried two of mine and she's like, they worked fantastic. The difference is for Soul CBD is that obviously CBD, the THC is what gives you the high, but what is still in there is the cannabidol and that's what helps you calm. So it has cannabidol in there, which helps you calm without the high. That's why it's okay. There's zero THC in it. And she gave them to her kids and she was like, oh my gosh, it made such a difference. So I really do love them. If you use the code SIMPLE, you get 15% off. I also have their CBD oil drops. I really like the orange flavor. You just drop them under your tongue. Maybe if you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or just um, really anxious and it can help calm you down a little bit. And I also have their muscle relief cream as well, which has 1500 milligrams of CBD in it. And that can even help with aches and pains for muscles. So go to www.mysoulcbd.com slash make it simple and everything on their site will be 15% off with the code simple. And I promise you will love the gummies, all of their products, the drops. I've been super impressed. I was ecstatic to have them as a show sponsor because I truly love their products. In fact, I hope you know I will never share a product that I do not love. I learned my lesson about that a long time ago when I did share one on a social media handle. I think I've told this story before. I shared a bar and then someone told me they bought the bar and they didn't like it. And I was like, I will never do that again because I didn't like that bar either. So when I share something, I mean it. I love it. If we ever meet in person and you tell me you bought it, I'll say, oh my gosh, don't you love it? Because I truly love it. So I hope you know that. Again, that simple 15% off at Soul CBD. I will also add that link in the show notes. Again, simple for 15% off Soul CBD. Back to Lily. I know you guys are going to love her. I know you're going to be impressed with some ideas today. And I hope that it leaves you feeling like I have a few simple new ideas to improve my relationship with food, with having good ideas for meal planning, and just take tiny pieces and add them in, and you find it helpful. 
My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Hey, Lily, I am super excited to have you on. I have to honestly admit that when I started the podcast over a year ago, I made a list of people I wanted to have on for interviews, and I was like, definitely Lily, definitely Lily. (laughs) Oh, I'm so honored. So honored. I'm super excited you're here. For those of you who don't know Lily, she is really amazing, and I really do love everything she comes out with. So I want you to tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into cooking truly delicious meals, because I can openly admit, and if you watch my stories, I often tag you when we make your meals and everybody at the dinner table is happy from my kids to me and my husband. So how did you even get into cooking and like making them healthy? Okay. Well, first, thank you. I'm so happy that you guys eat the food. It makes me so happy. And I'm And it's like the long version or the short version. I really, and nothing special. It's not like I learned any special skills, but I just, I just love food. So I guess we'll just start there. I've just always really loved to eat the food (laughs) and I want my food to be good. And so before I ever started counting macros, I just really like loved cooking. And I did like a cooking club with some friends where we would exchange dinners. So that was a kind of meal preppy. Um, And we would each prepare like three big portions, like three like nights worth of dinner of the same meal. And then we would exchange. So anyway, this kind of got me like being more creative and like really pushing myself in the kitchen. Yeah. And then with those like other people are eating these meals. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can, you know, you didn't want to just keep having like spaghetti or tacos every night. You had to like make it more interesting and do really delicious sides and homemade dressings. And so that kind of like pushed me. And then it was with that same group of friends that I actually discovered macro counting. Oh. That's kind of like not really connected. But so when I started counting macros, it was just this new world of like, I didn't really want to love it, but I did because I was seeing results really quickly. The first, yeah, not always the case for me now, but in the beginning when I first started counting macros, it was a new, it was kind of a revolutionary thing for me because I'd always eaten healthy food. I thought like, you know, I liked real food. I never was like a junk food eater, but I was seeing like these new results I'd never seen. And it freaked me out a little bit because when you first start counting macros, a lot of times you grab for like fat free and low fat products from the grocery store. And I, you know, before that I'd been like against that. And sorry if I'm going too deep too quick, but so this is perfect. But it's kind of what happened to me is I was like, I was willing to like really give this a shot. And so I kind of ended up grabbing for those things. And I found myself like, not that I was getting so much gross store-bought food that I think is no good, but I just wasn't like proud of what I was like grabbing for now necessarily. So anyway, it's sort of, I, I felt this new need to like marry the two worlds. Like I knew I quickly discovered that I could make delicious meals that were still 
falling within these new goals of mine or whatever, now that I was like doing all the math and I kind of got obsessed with like the math of it, you know? It does get a and little I'm, like, it, it, you start to really like it. It's almost yeah. like, it's almost like once you start getting like A's in school, you're like, I don't want B's. I want A's. Because totally. I'm and better. it's like this puzzle and this challenge and realizing that like, like kind of what we talk, like it doesn't have to be just your protein and your broccoli in order to like hit your macros. You can actually get really creative and make delicious sauces and you can use some of your carbs on tortillas or even bread if you're okay with gluten. It doesn't have to be only used on sweet potatoes or even like leafy vegetables or whatever, you know, like you can decide. So, so that world just made me like so excited to get more creative. And I found myself so excited about lunch every day. Like before that, I'd kind of seen lunch as like, you're a busy mom. You just kind of like take bites of things all day. And then I would like, you're up for dinner. Well, this was now like, I was really excited for all of my meals. And I would, so to answer your question, the way I really got into this is I was so proud of my lunches every day and they were so big and beautiful. And I was feeling like leaner and stronger and healthier than ever, you know? And so I started an Instagram account just to share pretty much my lunch. And this was in the beginning. Like I had never followed somebody on Instagram besides a friend. I didn't know Instagram was a place people built businesses at all. You know, it was just like, I feel like I'm annoying my friends and family with my lunch on my Instagram. So I'll just start this kind of secret page because I want to see my food everywhere. Like, I just want to see my food. (laughs) I love that you started a secret page. I started a secret page. (laughs) Really? Is that what you did? Yes. I didn't tell anyone when I started my Instagram handle because I was like, Oh, I just, I just want to share like some tips that have helped me, but like, I want it to not like be like weird, but I really just want to share whatever. And I don't care if I have followers, but I just like to document it. And so just like you, and then eventually like a couple months in later, I was like, uh, an Instagram page. (laughs) I know. You're like, I guess I'm going with this. Yes. That's exactly. I remember telling one of my friends and I was just so embarrassed. Like I started a food page. She was like, you what? Like, what are you going to do with that? There's so many things I love about what you said. First of all, um, for anyone who doesn't know, when she's talking about macro, she's referring to macronutrients, and that is the amount of proteins, fats, and carbs in your diet. We have definitely a lot of previous episodes on macros, so you can scroll back to some of those. But I love what you said about you thought like often with a diet, people think, okay, that means that I'm just going to eat as little as possible. I'm going to go for sugar-free, fat-free, as little as possible, a couple bites at lunch. And that was like the thought process. And then you realized, oh... I don't have to do it this way if I do it correctly and utilize those macronutrients and utilize your proteins and your fats and your carbs and how delicious things can be like that your meals, that is something, in fact, I talk a lot, all my friends like have your books and so do I. Yeah. And I'm at dinner the other night with um, one of my friends and she's like, you know, she's tried a bunch of different, you know, healthy cookbooks and recipes. And she's like, oh, lilies are my favorites because the portions are massive and I like to yeah. eat lots yeah. of food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, when I make other people's meals, I'm like, oh, that was the appetizer. Where's the uh-huh. meal? And yeah. she's like, her portions are so big. So I love that you're like, I, yeah, I used to think a couple bites at lunch was fine. And I realized, no, when we utilize our food correctly, there is so much food and so much variety and flavor and taste and it makes you full and it's amazing. But when we don't, when we just go into these low, low calorie diets where we're like, okay, as little as possible, you don't feel good. Things don't taste good and you can't stick with it. Or, or 
if you're, if you think you're trying just that mentality of like as little as possible, and then naturally you're just kind of like hungry all day yeah. and you take just little bites of foolish things. So it's about like working smarter, not yes. harder. Right. Yeah. So it's like where instead of having like, maybe I just had like a few bites of one of my kids, peanut butter and jellies and a few yeah. bites of cereal. And before you know it, your calories have actually added up to your massive, gorgeous lunch sandwich. Like yes. not even just a salad. Like I would, once I was doing the math all the time, I was blown away. Like, okay, I could have all those little tidbits of things during the day that psychologically I feel like I had nothing Yeah, or I can have this huge turkey sandwich. Well, because they're not satisfying when people oh. are always snacking and biting. And, and a lot of moms do that. You know, my kids leftover mac and cheese, whatever right. else. It's never satisfying. But then in their brain, they're like, well, I'm not eating that Mitch. Why am I not losing? And you right. don't realize that those actually add up a lot. Yeah. I remember one time I was watching, um, I think the Today Show and they, the hosts collected all the things they would normally snack on of their kids and put it in a bag and they brought it to oh, a no. nutritionist. Yeah. And she was like, oh yeah, this is an extra 3,000 calories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, you God. didn't even realize it because they were literally like four French fries and three bites of this and a right. one chicken nugget. But it was over the whole week. And she was like, this is actually a lot of food. But yeah. it was not satisfying, like you said. No, I know. It's such, it's so mental, so much of it, you know? And so that's what it was. It was like, I just felt like, I felt like I was winning every day. Like right? somebody needs to see this because I can't believe that I get to eat this beautiful, satisfying meal at lunch and dinner. And, you know, yeah. I always had my big dessert because dessert was always so important to me. Yeah. So this just became, yeah, it was like, I just had to share. I just felt yeah. like I had to share. And it was early on when Instagram just started including the swipe feature. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so... I would put like a screenshot of my fitness pal with the macros because here, because here's the other thing, what you just said about the portions. Okay. That's a huge deal to me. And when I first, first started counting macros, I, I collected some healthy cookbooks and I started following Instagram people that did, that did healthy food or macro counting. And there was a lot of resources, but there were a lot of, it felt like it was much more saturated with like the, um, like the hashtag, if it fits your macros. IFYM, whatever, um, which is fine, but it, it just kind of catered to more of a, like, felt like it catered to a really male audience to me. Yeah. And there was like a ton of like protein donuts and protein pop tarts and just like all this gar, like to me, it's garbage. I'm thinking like, I don't normally eat a pop tart. Why do I need it? Like, why do I need something to look like a pop tart? You want a nice big meal that you're like, this is delicious. I'm enjoying it for the flavors and all these things. But the small, quick things wasn't your style. And that makes sense. Yeah, it just wasn't like, yeah. So I wanted, that's what I felt like was missing. So that's kind of like why I kept going with it. And when I saw that people wanted that too, that I wasn't alone, you know, it just kind of kept me going like, okay, this is, there's room for this. People could use help figuring out how to make a big, beautiful, tasty, satisfying meal, you know, yeah. that they get to have a huge portion of. Cause yeah, I remember seeing so many, like, I mean, I just think of like uh, my lifetime, like how often you see like a cooking light magazine and there's like, right. and they're like one cup, one cup yes. of that. And I'm like, yes, cup. <laughs> totally. You get like one or two enchiladas. And I'm like, if it doesn't fill a huge bowl or a huge plate, if it's going to take me like less than 10 minutes to eat, I can tell you right now, like, it's not going to work for me because I'm going to go reach for more food, you know? And that's what people don't understand either because they're like, you think like, oh, if I eat less, it will help. But the problem is, is once you work out and start building muscle, you need more food to fuel that muscle. The muscle mm-hmm. burns more calories. So it doesn't matter if your goal is building muscle or losing fat or a combo of both. 
food is actually going to take you there because it's building the muscle, which is speeding the metabolism, which burns more calories. So you need more food to fuel the metabolism. And people don't understand that it's literally like it stacks on like Jenga blocks, Mm -hmm. like they all line up. And so if you're not fueling enough and you're only always using super light things, an hour later, you're hungry. And being mm-hmm. hungry an hour later, I don't know about anyone else. It makes me, I'm, I get super hangry. In fact, I laughed yesterday. My daughter was um, upset and she was talking to Paul and she's like, I'm just really hangry. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's eight. She's eight years old. And Paul's like, well, she's learned. Yeah. He's like, let's get you some food. You take after your mom. Let's just get you some food. <laughs> and, but it's true. You're, you're grouchy. You're irritable. You have brain fog. Oh, you don't totally. have any energy. You don't really like to work out. And you're just more irritable, yeah. which is the worst. And mentally, like I remember always hearing this line, you know, you've heard it. Um, what is it? Like, don't eat to live. Don't live to eat. Yeah. And I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> like, I feel like people, uh, there's a lot of people, and I understand it, but that, that are like, food is fuel. It should not be like your happiness or anything. So you should really separate those. And I just kind of, for me, I'm like, I'm just going to accept that this is who I am. I really love the experience of eating. I do. So it is important to me that it can be often and then it can be a good, a good quantity. So I want to make sure and yeah, learn to love the right food so that that works out. Right. I I love that. (laughs) It is so true. I, I'm the same issue where I'm like, I, I love to go on a date with my spouse. I love to go to a restaurant. We aren't drinkers. So I really want my meal to be amazing. When we cook at home, I want my meal to be amazing. And I want to enjoy the company. I want to enjoy the flavors in my mouth. And I want my belly to be full. And I still (laughs) want to be in shape. And I still want to be healthy. And I still want to be strong. And I honestly believe and I feel like you have really great recipes that can help prove that. So let's get into like, how yeah. do you meal plan? How do you kind of prep for the week or plan for the week? So that's what, the, and I hope this doesn't feel like I'm trying to plug it, but I, so I just did the new book and yeah. that's what this one, this one incorporates. I mean, really, so does my first one. So let me just tell you like my first cookbook and you probably know this, but yeah, I have all, them all. <laughs> yeah. is all based around the protein prep. So yes. the reason I, that was my first book and that was because that is how I cook. Like that is just instinctively how I cook and what works for my family and for me. And that means we bulk prep a bunch of protein, not like an army of like boring baked chicken, but mm-hmm. on Sundays when we want our Sunday dinner, we just would, I would never grill just enough for that night, like ever, you know? So we're always going to grill like probably six pounds of chicken, like a big frozen bag of Costco, or now we get the fresh, but, and do some yummy marinade. And if I'm in a hurry, it's just like a boring rub. It's, it's like, we don't have to overthink it, you know, but just having a lot of good, tasty seasoned grilled chicken. And I'm going to say this too. Like, I think a lot of people are afraid to mix and match flavors. So they feel like it has to be very plain if they want to reuse it. I totally disagree. Yeah. Like we'll do a super tasty, rich, like chipotle garlic chicken in my new book. And that might be repurposed later in the week as like a chicken Parmesan sandwich, which sounds like it doesn't go at all, but like you would never know, you know, it's tasty, it's salty, it's garlicky. That's what matters. It's not like you're like, I'm tasting Mexican with the marinara. You just don't. So I just think like, don't overthink that part. Just make your protein tasty. It doesn't need like, fat is the easiest way to think, make things taste delicious, but it's, and so if you want more fat in your diet, great, add healthy, good fats. But if you're 
counting macros and you found a balance that works for you and you don't want really high fats, it's so easy to make your protein so tasty without it and keep things light there so you can have more control later. Anyway, so what I love to do is just have all that grilled chicken or do a huge pot of like instant pot shredded pork or chicken, or we'll do a whole bunch of like taco meat, ground turkey, etc. So you've got lots of protein prep for the week. We'll do a fresh dinner that night. Like probably if we did grilled chicken, we do a couple yummy sides. And if I'm roasting veggies, I'm going to roast as many as I can fit on two huge sheet pans. So we've got some left for later in the week. You know, um, when I'm chopping everything for a salad on Sunday, I don't always do this, but what I would recommend <laughs> is just chop a bunch for the rest of the week. I'm a huge right. chopper. So I'm like, I'm pulling out the cutting board and the veggies every single day. Cause I, yeah. I love it. But I feel like there's besides like things like tomatoes and things you don't like how they last, you could chop a ton of veggies and have them like ready to go in your salad. Yeah. Chop them small because that is everything. You know, I feel like, again, people just underestimate like the little things that make food taste so much better. Yeah. And when I go to like a salad bar at a restaurant or something, and it's just like these huge chunks of cucumbers, like this is why people don't like salad. This is so boring. But yeah. when everything is really small and waiting for you in your fridge and you can just pull it out and put a scoop of all your small chopped veggies on greens with one of your homemade dressings. So anyway, that's what now I Now that you say that, I'm thinking about that and I'm like, you're right. If you, even if you're talking cucumbers, you do them in tiny little pieces. Tiny little More likely, you feel a little bit like the flavors mix better than they when totally it's like do. a big tomato, a big oh, yeah. cucumber. Then you're only putting the tomato in and you're only tasting the tomato. I feel like, yeah, when people do that, that's still how, okay, that's the other reason I got into this because I remember seeing people who did do macros and shared recipes, but it was like, okay, to hit your carbs, you're going to put a cup of strawberries on the side of your meal. And I'm like, I like strawberries and all, but like, I don't need a cup of strawberries on the side. That's boring to me. I would appreciate those strawberries so much more. And I'm sorry, I'm on a tangent chopped up really small and in my yogurt bowl in the morning. And that would, yeah. that would, that would maximize like, I, it's like I want all of my flavors to be like, I want my foods to be maximized, like used in the yeah. best way possible. It's like using your budget, your, your money budget as well as you can, yeah. you know, but so yeah, with veggies, I just feel like your salad, salt and pepper and, and small chopped veggies, toss it all together. And your salad is delicious. It's not that you're just like, I'm getting my veggies in. Like yeah. I have to have a side of cucumber or a side of broccoli just to get my veggies in. It's like, I don't want to waste a bite for me on a veggie that's just like a veggie for veggie's sake because I love vegetables. Yeah. Like done right, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, my main tips are bulk prep the protein, small chop a whole bunch of veggies and keep them in your fridge in a container ready to just like scoop onto your salads and a homemade dressing. I think sauces are everything. So my newest book, that's what you do. You do a bulk prep protein at the beginning of every week and you do a bulk prep sauce to okay. use on a couple different recipes. And then I feel like you can make such delicious, healthy sauces. I think all your books include some sauces and your Instagram. You openly, I know, I know if you're like, I know on your website, you have some really good sauces. I know on your Instagram you do. I know there's lots of places besides a book, but you really do. And I will say when we make your meals, you have a palate. (laughs) Like they are very tasty. They are not bland. They are very, very tasty. And I don't know why it never clicked to me that I'm like, oh, when we make her recipes, we do chop things very small. That's Because <laughs> <laughs> I tell you to. Yeah. And I never even thought about it until you said that. I'm like, oh, she tells us to do that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so that's funny, but that makes sense. Good. And it also makes it my husband 
says he doesn't love salads because he's like, it's just so hard to chew because the pieces <laughs> are big and the tomatoes are big. And he'll always complain that it's hard to chew. So he will say, I don't like salad because it's just so hard to. And I think <laughs> about what you're saying and I'm like, it's because he's sticking a whole grape tomato in his mouth. And that's, <laughs> not, <laughs> and that's not what he wants. Ross is the same. Even when I make salads like we do, he's the same and I've learned that like, he wants to get his food over with as much as he loves food. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a man. It's different. It's like, it just needs to be like saturated full of like flavor yes. and calories. I want mine to last. I want it to last. His, his jaw gets tired at the end of a salad. I'm like, what I is wrong with you? I want to drag it out as long as possible. I want to eat as long as I possibly can. Totally. I want my jaw to be so fatigued <laughs> at the end of my salad. <laughs> so funny. I know I've done it right. I love that. Do you have like a knife or like a cutting board or anything that you do suggest or any other, like what equipment do you feel like would be helpful? I know that I love the meal prepping. That's something that I've done for years. And I love that you push that because often we do make meals and it's like, you're already making that protein, make extra. It doesn't take more time to make really extra. You literally same marinade or same seasonings or same whatever, just put it on. If we're grilling, we always do at least three times what we're grilling. And so I love that, you know, you explain that and your books also explain that and then show lots of ideas, but what other equipment and stuff do you feel like would be helpful for, you know, planning meals for a week that is like, this is a no brainer. You can do multiple things with it. I mean, this, you, luckily you asked this first because otherwise I feel like it's not a gadget, so it's not exciting, but just a good knife is so important. I, I'm, it kills me when I see people's videos back to me and they're using like a teeny paring knife, like to chop all their veggies or something. Yeah. Because to me, that's everything. I'm, I'm really not that into gadgets. I have one alligator chopper that I think that's super useful, especially if you hate chopping, um, to get those cute little dice. Wait, everything an alligator chopper. I haven't no, I have one. Before, no. <gasps> I'm going to send you one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a basic on Instagram. Like you just, you'll see like the funny videos of the little boy, like slamming it. Have you ever seen that? No. Anyway, it went, it circulated Instagram, but it's just a great one to, you still have to slice. Like I'm going to, if I'm using that, I'm really only going to use it personally, if I'm doing pico de gallo or like a cucumber salsa, something where there's going to be tons of, I want them perfectly diced in little teeny squares and I'm going to do a huge bowl. So I do like a Greek salsa when we do like Greek pitas and like I said, pico and we'll use it sometimes for sweet potatoes if I want them a little smaller and again, perfectly diced. Um, But you're still going to like cut the sweet potato into rounds, like into discs, you know, and then you're going to put that in there and just picture it's like this thing, you smash it and it makes perfect little cubes. But even that, that would to me be good if someone's like, I don't like chopping because you enjoy uh it. Someone's like, I don't like chopping. It's like, we'll use the alligator and then you can stir fry that and then it Yes. You know what I mean? Would be good. So that's a nice, quick, like make it faster. If you say you're too busy, make it faster. Get an totally. alligator. Chopper. People love, chopper. people love it. Yeah. I've shared it every once in a while and I only get people like, oh my gosh, this has changed my life. So I think I'm unusual that I actually prefer a knife to most things, but, um, but it's a good one and it's like 20 bucks or 30 bucks. It's oh, not like it's okay. an investment. Yeah. I'll have to find one um, and I'll try to I'll try to put yeah, it in Yeah. And especially notes. if you do ever make Pico, something like that, I love because you don't even have, it's like the container is big enough. I could do like a couple tomatoes, my jalapeno, my onion, all in the same thing. And then it's all ready to go. I just dump it into a bowl and add my lime and my cilantro and my salt and it's done. You know what I mean? Rather than like everything falling off your cutting board because you've got so many 
things on there. So anyway, it just kind of contains the mess. Okay. Also I love, and this is not a new, new item for anybody, but the instant pot. And it's something that like, I don't use all the time. It's not, it doesn't have a home in my kitchen. We stick it in the garage because it stinks like garlic. Cause it's like, <laughs> cause that plastic home in my kitchen. No. It doesn't, you're not welcome it, here. <laughs> it doesn't get to be in the kitchen cause it gets so stinky. And so that turns some people off. They're always like, how do I, how do I get the garlic smell out? I've just embraced it. It is the garlic machine. It's like where I cook, like some really delicious shredded pork or chicken. And that is pretty much all I do. I'm, I don't get fancy with it. I don't even do my hard boiled eggs or my, you know, so many people yeah. are like, it's the best for all these things. I just do huge batches of pork, of pork or chicken because it is literally like the easiest way to make a lot of protein. And then I will say those- we do whip ours out when we're behind and we have a, don't have a dinner plan. We whip that yeah. bad boy out and there is a lot of food done very quickly. Yeah, it's so fast and it's those kinds of meats freeze. All the meats freeze great, but those freeze so great. They're almost just better with time. You can just like reheat it in a skillet and crisp it up a little and it's just the yeah. best. Like those will never go to waste. So that's that's super useful to me. Those I I'm gonna have to look at. Is it a chopper or a chomper? The alligator. Chopper. <laughs> chopper. I'm I'm on Amazon. Alligator chomper. <laughs> nope, that's not what she said. <laughs> okay, I'll send you the link. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, so I love that you gave us some ideas for equipment. I love for meal prepping and being aware. What advice would you give a mom who's like, I'm just I just feel too busy. I just, I don't know how to make it work. What what do you tell those women? I mean, I love that because I am that. And I, when I see like people really meal prepping where they've got these like amazing matching containers and everything, I'm sure that that is wonderful and really gets you like ahead of the week, but I've never been organized enough for something like that. That's, that's not the way that we eat or anything. Um, So there are plenty of nights where we are just like, I'm cooking all the time and still I would say like most of the nights we're scrambling in like, okay, everybody's starving. What can we pull out and yeah. make really quick? So, But I guess that's so, the point of the prepping is yes. you're like, we have protein in the fridge, yeah. we have veggies in the fridge. We have options because we did exactly. it earlier. So that's where, that's where I hate to be redundant, but I just think the protein is everything because you, yeah. as long as you keep produce in your house, I mean, if, yeah. assuming that you want to eat healthy meals, assuming yeah. that that, first of all, yeah. um, as long as you keep plenty of vegetables, the ones that you like, we just have like kind of our core staple that we will never run out of, like certain salad greens, arugula, cucumber. Yeah. I I feel like as long as I've got like some salad greens and cucumber, I could survive with, and protein, you know, and some good sauce. And then we'll bulk it up with some, some yummy carbs, some bread, some tortillas, whatever. Um, so yeah, being redundant, but I just think if you just take that time to prep the protein and when you make a huge batch, put half in the freezer, if it's so big, you know, with the pork and then you, or one of the shredded meats or whatever, any of it. And then you've got something for the next week when it's busy or, or just some to pull out on the extra busy nights or weeks, you know? Totally. And I know if you're listening that some people say, well, I don't really, you know, I don't really love protein or for my vegans. If you're vegan, you can still meal prep and you can still do things without the protein. I know on the podcast, I talk very openly. I have an entire episode titled why protein matters and how our bodies use it. So I'm of the main, the same mindset as Lily in that we're big protein eaters in our house because of the way it fuels our muscles and it keeps us full and it has a higher thermogenic rate. And it's okay that everyone may not view it the same, but for me, that's also, I sit on on the same wavelength as you for that. Mm -hmm. And it is important to have enough protein in your diet because typically when I see 
people trying to diet or when a client comes to me and I'm going to build their macros, they will have super high carbs or super high fat and their protein's really low. And then they're shocked the actual body composition isn't changing. Well, the Mm -hmm. protein is what's fueling the muscle with the workout. It's what builds it. And so that's why having it there is helpful and it does help you stay fuller. I will link that show um, why protein matters in the show notes. So if you're curious, you can go back to that. And I do talk about amounts of proteins for your macros. And I do even talk about the amounts of protein for my vegans and vegetarians. So I'll link that, but I am on the same wavelength as you in that I find it healthy for my family, effective for my own metabolism, for my body composition, and for me to stay full. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that though, because I don't mean to be like, you know, going down just so like this one track, one track. I did have one of my daughters was vegan for about six months. Yeah. Um, so that pushed us a little bit. And in those cases, yeah, we would always keep pretty much the bait. The base for her was always roasted veggies. And then she would work with that. So we yeah. would pretty much always have some protein in our fridge and we would have a big container of roasted root veggies. So they were like hearty and filling with yeah, that's a good idea. and they would be already done and seasoned. Uh, you know, so even though they're now cold in the fridge, they'd been cooked with onions and peppers and all the yeah. seasoning. So that was tasty. So when we would pull out stuff to build tacos or bowls or salads or even sandwiches or pitas, she would yeah. throw that in. Or throw I love protein, that. You know? I love, love, love that. Okay. With some of the staples you mentioned, I know you said like kale, arugula, cucumbers. I'm sure you mentioned a couple others and protein. Mm-hmm. How do you use those items? If those are staples, how do you use them and then make you know, more than one meal, because that is what's hard for people is sometimes they like make this great meal and then they're like, okay, I'll have this same meal seven days in a row. And that's not exciting either. So how do you use those same things to make multiple different meals? I know. I mean, I love like hearing you list those back and like, I sound like we like birds and we're the opposite of that. Like we just like like a lot of kale and arugula and cucumber. (laughs) We just repurpose it all week. (laughs) I I have her books. They don't eat like birds. I promise you they do not eat like birds. (laughs) You would die. Our two refrigerators, how much we go through. People are always like, how do I like buy all this produce and not let it go bad? We just eat everything. Cause I've got these two teenage daughters who build food like me. So it's like everything gets eaten. But my point is, yeah, you don't have to love salads. I We love salads, and so that makes it so all that stuff gets used up. Yeah. But not everybody wants a salad, of course. I might want one, but we're going to pull out our protein. We're going to pull out whatever good veggies we've got. One of the staples I didn't mention that we almost always have are pickled onions, and they're okay. just we just make them ourselves. I've got a recipe on my blog and in my, in my books, okay. and I'm also regretting that. I want you to know I've got a ton of free recipes on my blog, so I never mean to say, like, you can only find this in my book, you know, tons of stuff. Oh, no. I will link your website, and I'll yeah, link. That's great. We have your books, and I have, I've done stuff off your recipe, but I will definitely link everything yeah. for you because you've got so much stuff. Like There's just plenty to work with, yeah. A lot. But, but we always have pickled onions and we always, so to me, it's important just to have a couple of those flavor makers, like pickled onions, some sauce, we'll pull out the protein and some whatever like veggies are on hand. And then it's going to be like pantry staples for us are going to be like, there's always going to be tortillas. Yeah. There's always going to be some kind of pitas, some kind of like bread. Like my kids yeah. love dinner sandwiches on like brioche buns. I keep some gluten-free bread in the freezer if I'm, cause I'm not always gluten-free, but I feel like I'm trying. You introduced me to the crunch wrap, which is Oh amazing. my gosh, those are my favorite. <laughs> she has a book on it, but what she does is basically she has tons of different recipes on her Instagram, on her blog, in her books, where she 
builds all these yummy foods. She wraps it in. It's not a tortilla, is it? I know you have a cut the carb. I've done it in a tortilla. It's the cut the carb. It's like a flatbread. Yeah. yeah. And I've done it with the um, La Factoria tortillas. Really just anything. But then she cooks it like a panini. Right. Like on, on the stove kind of. And it is like this yummy warm it's yeah baked sandwich and and it's you'd look at it and be like "Mm -mm, that's that can't be healthy and they are and they are magnificent oh my gosh and on the cut to carb you cannot beat the macros for that satisfying of a meal i feel like it's just my favorite it's like these big wash pieces yeah so i will try to link some of i will try to link some of those in the show notes as well so people are like what are they talking about i'll link some of those products big rectangle the big rectangle really helps to make so awesome makes such a difference but i did use a huge gluten-free sauna tortilla when i was like trying them still gluten-free i had to get creative to cover the hole but it worked out i've got some stuff on my page but anyway those are amazing but yeah that's the point it's like even if we have nothing i'll pull out deli meat that i kept in my freezer or rotisserie chicken from costco that i had a little pat like i will just always have like secret pouches of protein in case on a really bad night we have nothing you know and it's going to be crunch wraps like you just said or it's going to be pitas for the family so i can just throw them all into the oven at the same time but it's like as long as you've got some tasty sauce and a couple of like veggies and flavor makers protein. I feel like you can decide on a whim at night when everybody's in the kitchen, do you want yours in a tortilla on a bun over rice? We keep, that's another staple. We keep microwavable brown rice. Yeah. And that's like a major staple for my kids. So to me, it's like the carb is very easy. You can pull whatever out of your pantry to like add the carb. I want my protein and my, and my like lots of fiber and veggies ready in the fridge, you know, okay. a starchy carb out of the pantry is easy to grab, right? Like, no, that makes so sense. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. And that does give you the variety where it's like, you have the meat, you could do a salad, you could do a crunch wrap, you could do it plain with veggies on the side. You can mix mm-hmm. it up with your sauces. What are some of your favorite go-to sauces? So I've, I mean, I've got them all on my blog. I'm just so I know. I was going to say, you have so many. You have I know. But at the same time, they're similar. So it's like, I'll use everything interchangeably. But right now I'm really loving this, like a new, just light oil and oil and dairy-free basil pesto that we're making. Mm -hmm. Or I've got this dairy-free green sauce. That one's in my book. It's also on my blog. And that was like, because we loved our avocado ranch like a cilantro oh we love your ranch. avocado ranch that's a yeah. really good one and then i had to go dairy free for a while so this was my like dairy free version oh so, so she has I both <laughs> yep <got laughs> so both. if you're dairy free she has that and if you're not and those are both i know they're on your instagram handle too oh yeah they're both they're, they're all over the place and i'm always okay. eating them and sharing them yeah Awesome. Yeah, but I love an herby green sauce. I think, oh, you know what? While we're at it, that's another staple for me, fresh herbs. I think people really underestimate how much that adds to your meals. You just okay. feel like you're in a restaurant if you have good fresh herbs, you know. Do you like chop herbs. those ahead of time or do you just do them of because they're No, strong? I have like plants that just sit by my sink oh, or one outside. And so I just right at dinner, we just clip them and chop a little on the on the cutting board that always sits out and just like from your windowsill. That makes sense because it's like just a couple and they can grow small. Even if you're an apartment, a house, a townhouse, there's Yeah. And truthfully, I'm, I have zero gardening ability. I don't actually like grow them or anything. I just buy the, I just buy the potted plant from Trader Joe's or Vons. And then when we use it all, we buy another one. It's cheaper. It's like $5 or $4. It's like 
pretty much the same price as a little package of basil and yet it's yeah. not going to go bad. I'm going to keep yeah, it. Yeah, it lasts water, longer. You know? yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. So it's, so like, that's actually a great tip when, you know, cause I was curious, like, what do you tell women who say they can't afford it? And that's actually a great tip in itself that you're saying buy the actual plant. It will last longer than one serving size. Right. And it's probably about the same price almost. Right. It is. And there's like so, a lot more there and it'll last. Yeah. Yeah. What other tips would you have for someone who's like, I, I just can't afford to eat healthy or I can't af- afford to make this happen. They just feel yeah. Little- that And yeah, it's like, I want to be so sensitive to that because I know that everybody's just in such different phases. And I think of like when we were younger and, and the budget was so much tighter, um, no way was I buying all the variety of fresh veggies all the time. Yeah. Like right now we really like to keep our, st- our fridge stocked. Um, but you know, so maybe we didn't have fresh berries. We just always used apples and oranges. That's how I grew up. Right. Yeah. And the less expensive fruit. So I just think, will it be different if you have to keep a very, very tight budget? Yes. But I just still think it's possible to your own degree. You just do what you can. Right. Yeah. So maybe your meals are simpler. Maybe you can't get all the bells and whistles. Um, I never bought organic meat or anything when we were yeah. more strapped. I still don't always, you know? You kind of got to pick and choose. Like if you struggle financially and I know that that is hard and that weighs on people. So I love that, you know, said it's hard and we want to be sensitive to that, but like picking maybe the things you really do love and then Mm -hmm. kind of making those work, the things maybe you find the most flavorful, you know, and making those work. Like I really love avocado. I could put Uh avocado (laughs) I could put avocado on anything. Like I could somehow figure out a way to put avocado on it. We literally never run out. Sophia just told me, we're down to three. When's your next Walmart delivery? So I'll be putting in an order tonight because we never run out. I laughed the other week. My kids were like playing checkers and my five-year-old has half of an avocado with the pit out and is eating it with a spoon. Like (laughs) eating the avocado and I'm like, oh my gosh. You should be proud. I know I actually was. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's my girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you can't afford it, pick a few things you truly enjoy and yeah. then you can mix and match those in your, maybe you won't, like you said, have the variety of 20 different vegetables. So just pick four and maybe right. the cheaper ones. And then I feel like, as you said, like the sauces, the sauces will make a difference if you feel mm-hmm. like you can't have such a variety. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be buying specialty products. Like there's a lot of things out there that will make you feel like you have to buy all these like very focused, like store-bought products. That's just yeah. it. I don't think you need really any of that. You you just need the perimeter of the grocery store, lots of fresh produce, and you can do your best to get that on sale and then yeah. make your own, make your own flavor makers, you know? Yeah. And even if you feel like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know if I can afford it. And I am too busy. Maybe just think of making some food prep for a couple days and it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Maybe not every, every night you're having like, you know, whole food meals. Maybe you are eating out or eating more things that are processed. That's okay. That's okay. You Mm -hmm. do your best. So if that means making two meals a week and the other ones are more processed, if that's your best, that's okay. And then maybe you see if you can go to three and whatever your best is, is good enough I think people always think they have to do it like someone else. And at the end of the day, it has to be maintainable for you. So tiny steps, trying to make more meals, trying to shop that perimeter of the grocery store, 
right. trying to make that happen and just slowly adding on. And before you know it, you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love I love that tip. Okay. Yeah, you just do it. Yeah. I know that we kind of chatted about your books. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us like, about what products you have or just, you know, your Instagram handle and your website and all of that. Well, first I want to say again, I just hope I just hope nobody feels like I was trying to, you know, hijack the episode and talk about my books. I'm just excited because I have this new one that's called Plan. No, right? I literally, I'm going to be honest. I reached out as soon as I saw that Lily was dropping a meal planning book. I reached out to Lily and said, will you please be on my podcast? I love your three other books. She has one called One. Like literally, she doesn't even promote her own products. I'll promote them for her. <laughs> <laughs> she has the, crump rat, the Crunch Wrap book. What is the other one called now? It's just, it was it's the just first Lily. one. So I just, yeah, it's just Lily Eats and Tells. So yeah, we call it Lily Leet. Eats and Tells. It's like, yeah. it's like picked up the nickname Leet. Oh, Leet. An okay. And and yeah. so she has all those. And so when she came out the meal prep one or the meal planning one, I was like, please come on the podcast because you have such a talent for making food. So Thank no, you, you so didn't, much. you didn't hijack it. This was, <laughs> this was a true born out of love my love and my husband's love, my kids love for your food that I was like, she has to come on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, so I'll tell you what the differences are. Like the first, so the first book lead was all built around the bulk prepped protein concept. And so you've got sections of proteins. You've got like some, a couple different grilled chicken recipes. You've got a couple different shredded pork recipes, a meatball recipe, etc. And then each of those categories is followed by several recipes you can use those proteins in. Okay. So that's where that one comes in. I mean, that's, again, that's how we cook. But then when it was time for the next book, I was really like feeling my audience and what they were looking for. And it was overwhelming how much people wanted like more of a one dish meal concept. So that was a challenge for me because that wasn't necessarily how I cooked, you know, for my family. I'm more, like I said, like pull everything out at dinner time and build stuff. Um, but that one, people have just really had such a great response to that. So I've learned that that is so helpful and I haven't mentioned it. I think that's can be really helpful for people who do really appreciate some meal prep to the make one book. big. Yes. So the, the one uh, book is like you use one pan, one pot, one, whatever, and she yeah. makes the food in and it's like, it's called one because it's like you use this one container to build. Right. So essentially, so you've got your categories there. You're going to have pots. So you'll have lots of soup recipes and you've got skillets. So you're going to have your like Philly cheesesteak skillet and your um, Mexican corn skillet, you know, things like that. that You're going to build all in one skillet over the stovetop. It's probably going to take 30 minutes They're pretty quick meals. And then you've got sheet pan recipes where your whole dinner goes in on a sheet pan. So in some ways in my brain, it was like harder because you have to have all the ingredients to make this exact meal. But in other ways, I've learned it's much easier for people because your, your dinner's in the oven. You can clean up your kitchen. You're done. It's all in one dish. And it does make for really good leftovers when you want a full meal. When you're not okay. a builder, when you prefer your meal to be able to be more prepped and like scoop into your dish the next day, that one's really helpful. Okay. So what planned is, is kind of a marriage of the two. Okay. So plan has the first six weeks, like the first half of the book, is set up like a six-week meal plan. So you're using the concept from LEAT with your bulk prepped protein. So every week you're going to make one protein, one sauce, and then I give you two dinners to make with those. And then I give you a lunch and a breakfast to do that week. So that goes for six weeks. And then, it, and they've come with grocery lists. People always wanted that. I never could yeah. wrap my head around how to do that. So it works with the meal plan because you commit to those recipes for that week. You know, that does make it easier, especially for someone who like, I'm not like, I like to eat healthy, but I, mm -hmm. my, my husband's actually a better cook than me. He actually cooks more meals than I cook. 
And I have ADHD. So when I'm looking at a recipe, I'm like, dar, dar, dar. I like totally get distracted. (laughs) And like, before I know it, I'm like in the backyard, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Doing a kickboxing Right? Like I totally cannot. Like I remember one Christmas, I was in charge of like making a meat and I had to buy three different meats because I kept not reading the directions correctly. Oh my gosh. I I have to really concentrate. (laughs) I have to really concentrate on it. Yet I can remember lots of random facts and like all these random statistics. But I love that about your books is that it explains it pretty well. And I like that about, I was fascinated when I was reading about your meal planning book, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people that overwhelms them. And this is more step-by-step buy these things. Here's your grocery list. You're going to make these meals. And so it kind of takes out some of the overwhelm of, Oh, what do I buy? How do I add this? What do I do? It's this. That's it. Yes. Next not really. That, and I've it. learned that is like the biggest hang up for so many people is just that making the decisions and spending the time yeah. deciding what to make. So yeah, I, I, I have never really wanted a meal plan personally. So yeah. it took me really figuring out what, what other people wanted to learn. This was a need, you know? So I'm, yeah. I'm super excited about it. Cause yeah, people are receiving it really well and seems like, okay, this is really something that helps people. They like to just be told exactly what to put in their Walmart pickup or whatever, yeah. you know, all the It groceries. was born, I'm telling you for people like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then if you do count macros, of course, yeah. that's the other side of it is if you count macros, it's very helpful because the recipes are all totally. calculated and this one has barcodes. You can even just scan the recipe. Oh, in. that's so amazing. So people who do that, it's pretty cool. And if you don't track macros, that's okay because the meals are still going to be big portioned and totally. taste delicious and totally worth it. So oh, yeah. it's like a win-win. If you are someone who tracks macros, I'm a fan of macros for people trying to make changes. If you are someone right. who's just maintaining, either way, you're going to win. Yeah. I feel like my audience is like half and half. People are yeah. constantly like, oh yeah, I don't even know what macros are, but I just love to know that it's balanced. You just can yeah. really confidently know that it's balanced and it's not just balanced in one enchilada. It's balanced yeah. in a huge bowl of food, you know? Yeah. No, I so love that's, that. we love that. And the second, the second half of the book is like, um, one. So that, that's going to be your bonus section. So it's like, you can do the six week meal plan. And then on those other nights where you don't know what to eat, you can pull from like the bonus dinners in the back that are going to be more, like one dish meals, not all of them, but more like quick dinners from start yeah. to finish where you don't need some protein that's already prepared, you know? It's almost like the best of both worlds. Every other book, it, it's like they had a baby. Together, <laughs> right? Like, they did have a baby between the meal planning and the one dishes. So it's together. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never had any, um, breakfast recipes in any of my books. I've always just stuck to dinner. So okay. that's been exciting. I think for people is this one has bonus lunches and breakfast and sweets also. Like it's like a oh, breakfast okay. slash sweets, yeah. sweets that you could eat for dessert or for breakfast, you know? I love that. But, um, so anyway, that's what that what is. Your, what is your Instagram handle and your website? And my Instagram is Lily Eats and Tells at Lily Eats and Tells. And my website is lilyeatsandtells.com. You will not regret following her. If you're like, oh, I don't know, she shares tons of recipes on her Instagram with the directions, with the macros, with the ingredients, tons of information. I I love your posts. When I see them, I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, let's try this. And then I send it to my husband and I'm like, let's try this. I'll need your help because I won't read all the directions. (laughs) I'm so thankful that I was able to have you on today. I just think you have an extreme talent in making things healthy with a good portion 
and flavorful. And that is really rare. I feel like it's not common for dishes to have all three. And for me, that's a game changer because I have a super big appetite. I like things to taste good and I like to eat like you do. So it works really well. So I love it. So thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Okay, wasn't Lily amazing? I love that she points out some really simple things like chopping your vegetables smaller makes your food more flavorful or meal prepping like protein makes it so you can do multiple things or using more seasonings. Really, really simple things to improve our love for healthy foods and our relationship with healthy foods and to see it's possible to have healthy food be delicious. I think we forget that. And so I love what she explained. I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope that you took away a few things that maybe you want to add in to hopefully make your food more delicious. And honestly, I would go check out her Instagram. She has so much stuff on her blog, on her Instagram. And of course, I admit I'm a raving fan of the three books I have of hers. And I'm super excited to have her planned book as well, which I have ordered. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. Try to weave in some small things. And as always, you are doing better than you think you are. All right, we'll chat next week. Bye.